0: Yeah, yeah,
1: 360, yeah, I'm like, round and round, and round we go, and where we stop, I'm like, nobody knows, 360 degrees, 360 degrees, we give you what you want, we give you what you need, 360 degrees, 360 degrees, we tell the real truth, you know what I mean,
0: All right. Welcome to another episode of 360 Degrees, part of the Urban Breakdown Network. So we're just going to go ahead and jump into it. I got myself, Big Merce. I got Odie here with us today. And Odie, uh, what's on your
2: mind? So good morning, everybody. Um, this has been a pretty quiet week for me. I haven't really been engaged on the uh, social media front, but I – um. I did see on my timeline this morning that Remy Ma and Papoose had their baby, so congrats to them. They're definitely one of my two favorite personalities um, on reality TV. Um, As far as my two cents goes, they have a little girl, by the way, but my my two cents with seeing celebrity couples on reality TV is just don't. Um, (laughs) Unfortunately, well, fortunately or unfortunately, depending on how you look at it, um, Michelle Williams from Destiny's Child. She had a reality TV show. The show was called Chad Loves Michelle. Um, and she was engaged to a white guy named Chad. Of course, the name is Chad. And, um, <laughs> and they just broke off their engagement. Um, but the, although I've never watched an episode, accordingly, uh, apparently he was very problematic. Um, and Michelle didn't need, didn't need him. Um he would say things like ask her about taking her medication um because she would you know kind of express i guess real issues as a black woman that she faced. Um, okay. Everybody can agree like or everybody should agree that being black in America is rough as hell and so she would kind of express some of these fears and he would, like, downplay it and mansplain it to her and wife-splain it to her and then just chalk it up to, well, did you take your medication type of shit. So a lot of people had, like, crazy-ass backlash and voiced their opinions, um, on social media and, I guess, was that and her, and it was a lot for her to take. And she actually listened and then broke off the engagement. So... I do hope Michelle finds love because you know everybody always treats Michelle like the redheaded stepchild of the group, but she's really, really talented. Um, and some of my favorite Destiny Child songs always have Michelle like killing it on the verse. So I hope she finds love. She seems like a really good nice person.
0: Um, now, what, now, what is she taking uh, medication for?
2: What um, I don't know. I didn't watch the show, so I don't I don't know. <clears throat> but I do know. I think she has like. I remember reading once that she did have um, anxiety type issues. I don't know if she was medicated for that, though. No. Um, did she? I know she – oh, she also said that she was going through depression. She has going through depression. Okay. But, again, I don't know that she was medicated for that because I'm sure they talked about it on the show. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, so I – long story short – couples probably should stay off of reality TV. Um and I hope that Pisa Remy Ma decide to do that. I don't I don't want to see a show just um even though I do I do appreciate the representation, um, oh, I'll just stick to social media. That way you you are completely in control of what gets posted. You know? And and it's fine with you. Um but yeah, I haven't uh speaking of reality T V though I did watch an episode of Catfish this week and I saw that uh Rich Dollars, another love and hip hop New York personality, was on the show. Um first of all, Merce, Mar- Mar- do you do online dating?
0: Uh not really. I I, I had <laughs> uh I had an online account for a little while, but you know, I'm just like eh. I just didn't really it just didn't really stick with me.
2: So I I do online dating. I've been on a couple of days. Matter of fact, I went on one last night, that's where I met the guy. But like there's like a natural progression to the online dating thing. Like I found myself, um like if I if I wanna respond, I respond. We engage in conversation, then there's a phone number exchange, then there's either a video chat to prepare ourselves before we go and meet in person, or there is the date. Like, usually it happens within the span of a couple of weeks. There's really no need for you to go on and on and on and not meet a person, at least virtually, um, for any more than a month. If it takes more than a month, I'm out. Like, I'm like, uh, okay, like, come back to me when you have time, Then you can make this happen. Um, but it is definitely red flags. With online dating, that everybody should be aware of right now, because we've all heard the horror stories. Like we all have TVs, we all have the internet. There's really no re- reason to get catfished. So, um, in this case, it was uh, this woman. She she DM'd Rich Dolly after she saw an episode of uh, Love and Hip Hop, and she was engaged, but this thing was asking for like pics, like show me you know, whatever, show me, you know, show me your hoo-ha, show me whatever. And she did it. Now, would I do it? Probably not because, again, like, other people can run your social media accounts. Like, I don't, you know, I'm not about that life. But she did it. And she decided to meet him or, like, needs ended up taking uh, her to meet the person behind the account, which turns out it was Rich Dollars because it was his verified account, but he was like, I haven't been talking to you. My nephew runs this shit. So I was like, hmm, I don't know if Rich Dollars really don't run this shit and just use the nephew as a scapegoat, but this week he did. And he was just like, yo, I did, I, you know, I, I asked for the pics, you sent it, um, and he basically like justified it and brushed it off like she wasn't a real person, and kind of like dismissed how hurt she was behind it. Um, but I just say all that to say, it as seems as, like Catfish the Show is going in the direction of uh, I don't this is going in the direction of like bringing celebrities on to get more viewership. Viewership has probably dropped because they no longer have a co-host. the other guy that used to co-host Matt. With is over here. He he went on. I guess he just left the show to do like more directing shit. Um, so he's no longer the host. So every week there's like you know a different celebrity co-host. Uh, last week was Nick Young, actually, and it was perfect because he was making all the faces that we like to see that are mean gold. And um, uh, oh, you talking about uh, Nick Young, the basketball player? Yeah, yeah, Swaggy P. So he was the co-host this week um, on that episode, and he was, done. <laughs> he was a really funny guy. I didn't realize how funny he was, but I definitely was cracking the hell up at some of the things he was saying. He was like, hey, oh, like, don't do that. <laughs> like, he was talking shit to the girl, cause she was, and she was getting mad, too, because like, he was telling her the truth. Like, why are you sending pussy pigs? Like, he was asking her, like, the hard-ass questions that uh, the regular guy, needs doesn't do. So... They get out there. Rich Dollars comes out. His nephew comes out. She's of course upset, and I'm just like, they're, "This definitely seems to be scripted reality TV." Mm-hmm. And I think the viewership is um, dropping off, and that's probably why they're trying to mix these two, you know, mix these two worlds together. Because there's really no reason for people to be catfish. I think they're like digging at the bottom of the barrel now, and catfish is probably on its way out.
0: Yeah, I, I. I... The whole thing about catfishing all the... I had a friend who got catfished,
2: you know. Okay, from this perspective, though, what year was this? Like, how long? Oh, yeah, it it,
0: it was was quite a few years ago. So, yeah, so it it wasn't recently. It It was years ago. He got catfished, and, you know, he met with the girl, and she looked nothing like her photo at all. And then tried to make him feel guilty about it, like you know. And it it was funny because I was watching the I was watching the Boondocks, and um, Granddad was on a, a, a I guess like an internet date, and the woman, of course, looked nothing like her picture. Like you know, she's all like sexy in the picture, and then she's just some old I don't want to say old hag. But then he and then you know, try to make him feel guilty. Like you know, looks all oh, you're concerned about, and Granddad just goes, Yes, that's exactly what I'm concerned about. I was just like, okay, that's hilarious. But I mean, the whole thing about catfishing is there used to be a, a site called uh, I don't. This probably still exists. I don't know. Called the uh, Adult Friend Finder, and it was basically just for it was just it was it was basically uh, Craigslist without the pretense. So dudes would literally be on okay. there like, hey, like like hey, you want to fuck my wife? Yeah, come on by. Here's my address. You know, it was it was, it was like really <laughs> raw, like it was really raw like that. And I, I was just like, it's one of those things where it's like you you really wish there was a site like that. And then when there is a site like that, and like my wishes are stupid because I don't want to be on this site. But um, if you. Uh, it, the whole catfishing thing is basically if you don't have the confidence to show your true self, right, and then you get to the point where you have to meet, you shouldn't really be shocked if they react negatively. You know?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And I, I and I think that the whole thing about making an entire television show about that is re, it just shows the age that we live in. Because I've never seen, I've heard. I mean, at least not personally. I mean, the, the world is a big place. Of someone who got catfished and just, Well, well, I guess she's cute too. I don't think that's ever happened. <laughs> maybe, maybe I'm cynical. But uh, Adult Friend Finder was wild because it was like you had we the, had a bunch of women who just wouldn't show their faces. So all their pictures wouldn't show their face, but they're just butt naked. And there was, like, one woman who was, like, she's bending down, and she's, like, spreading her cheeks. Yeah, yeah. But her pictures don't show her face. And I'm like, hell, hey, here's a good idea. You know, I'm like, okay, this is a ter- this is, has to be terrible because it's like, okay, look, you can see the inside of my asshole, but I'm not going to show you my face because that may be a I deal breaker.
2: She was, she was. probably a teacher, or some type of professional, and didn't want to be, you know, associated with that raunchy ass website. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah, and that could be that. That could
0: be it, and I'm pretty sure that might just be it. But at the same time, uh, I don't know. You know, it's kind of weird, like you know, because people are like you know when you're on Tinder. And you're on uh, Bumble or all these other sites, and, you know, everybody's all reserved and tight, and you just wish there was something where people would just be free. And then you see that freedom, and it's like, huh, oh, freedom has a cost. Didn't know that. Because <laughs> you're right. If you're a teacher and you're on that site, you know, and then your administrator catches you, and don't ask, don't ask how your administrator found out about it, but <laughs> it, could be, it could be real trouble for you. You might even get fired. You know, Mm -hmm. depending on, you know, I I, I said might, I don't know if that sort of thing, you know, happens like that. I mean, especially when you're dealing with kids, especially young kids, but it's the whole catfishing thing, you know, as far as making a whole show about it, who's
2: watching that show, you know? I don't like, know. How- well, apparently, I am. I'm definitely contributing to the problem. But
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I'll put it like this, and, and and I don't know if this is the point we're making. Like, like who still gets catfished now? You know, yeah. ten, ten years ago, yeah, it was probably easy to get catfished because this whole online dating thing was still pretty new. But now it's just like, and plus a lot of sites they uh like um like Tinder and all that. Don't they verify people to make sure that people don't get catfished?
2: Mhm. Um, but you have to have like a certain number of followers. Um. Well, no, I take that back. Cause even on like, uh, Plenty of Fish, it has like uh, a way for you to verify your account. I think what they do, I can't remember how they do it. I think they ask you to take a picture, mm-hmm. and then they compare it. Or you have um. There's like other sites too where they have your friends connected to social media. And I think like, that's how they kind of judge it to say, like verify if it's a real account.
1: Right. So we'll
0: see. I don't know. But, but stuff like that just makes online dating just so I'm just going to go out and just say weird. Like I'm just not, you know, Mm -hmm. but, but I'm the type of person who gets like the worst, like my friends trying to set me up on dates And they they just stop doing it because they're just like, nah, you're hopeless, dude. Because or I just have like the worst luck. Like my friend, my cousin set me up on this blind date. It was was like, God, like 20 years ago. The girl who who he set me up with, it was like a double date, right? She just had a baby. I'm talking about this kid is probably not even three weeks old. And her and the baby daddy broke up. So she was already back on the dating scene. And she couldn't find a babysitter, so she had to bring the baby with her. What? And you wanna talk about the most tense, awkward, not really tense, because I wasn't really angry. It was just I just didn't know what to do. I didn't know what to talk about. <laughs> like I didn't want to be like, So, got a baby, huh? What's your name? <laughs> so I understand why people like these dating sites because it kind of strips some of the whole, you know, I, you know, I kind of go more toward coworkers only because you get a chance to know them beforehand and you get to see them in bad situations to know what they're all about, Mm. you know, because some, because, you know, every day of work is not going to be blue skies and butterflies. There's going to be some times when people get called on the carpet and you get to see how they react in a certain situation. Are they going to be the type of person that just, Accept responsibility and fix the problem. Or they're going to be the type of person to throw you under the bus, you know. But dating, but online dating is already weird without catfishing, and making a show about catfishing is yeah, just, right. you know.
2: Absolutely. All right. Well, uh, last uh, last thing I'm going to bring up real quick, just because I saw this <laughs> come up on my. Uh, timeline again is the lawsuit. Do you remember like a, quite some years that the the Blurred Lines lawsuit came about because yeah. the, the state of Marvin Gaye said that it sounded like gotta give it up? Yeah. That lawsuit has finally ended and the judge ordered them to pay $5 million to Marvin Gaye's family. That's actually not nearly as much as I thought it would be. Uh, It's not They probably asked for more And that's probably why they went to trial But wow that lawsuit! I mean like shit two and a half From Pharrell Robin might have a little harder time coming up with Two and a half mil but Hopefully you know he's been preparing for this Day and put some aside For this but um, Pharrell got it Pharrell definitely got it He's been working regularly even since then
0: I mean, I've seen a lot of these lawsuits fail because, like, when Chuck D sued uh, Lenny Kravitz, he produced a track from Madonna called uh, Justify My Love, and then um, it used a sample from a Public Enemy song. And, of course, they sued, but the only reason why the lawsuit failed is because they counter-argued it. Like, they were like, yeah, well, that song was uh, from a, a sample from Funky Drummer. And it was like yeah But they had permission You know And in other words If the people who did Funky Drummer sued That lawsuit would have gone It probably would have worked Like they had a similar situation where Kevin Federline uh, Thomas Dolby You know the guy who did uh, She Blinded Me With Science Right Uh, They let Mob Deep Sample one of their songs For um, For one of their albums Right so I guess I guess he owns his own publishing and he approved the sample. And then um Kevin Federline took that song and sampled that uh without permission for one of his bullshit songs. And it wasn't Mob Deep that no,
2: he sued music. it, but okay.
0: Yeah, it wasn't Mob Deep that sued, it was Tom's Dolby that sued. Because he said I allowed Mob Deep to use that sample, not uh Kevin Federline. Gotcha. Yeah. So it's tricky in that way, and I mean, I've seen a lot of videos of people explaining, like, no, it doesn't, you know, they didn't really have a right to sue, but when you're a musician or they're a state, they literally just have, like, uh, they usually get their way, usually, not always, usually, you know. And I, I've seen guys like they set their piano. I mean, who know music theory and set their pianos, and they're just like, yeah, you know, it, it, it's similar, but it's not the same. It's not enough, at least in their eyes, to warrant a lawsuit. But I do agree. I thought they'd have gotten more than $5 million, though. $5 million just seems you – would, you would think that the estate of Marvin Gaye didn't really need that $5 billion. They probably spent over a million dollars in, in legal fees.
2: True, I wonder if it's five million plus we legal Why well, I, I don't know, but they'll be all right either way.
0: <laughs> I remember the whole cool. thing with uh Biz Markie and Gilbert O'Sullivan where Markie and Bismarcky was wrong let's let's just be real. I mean, he literally just took the dude's entire song uh song called Alone Again," which was basically a number one hit for like one week back in like nineteen seventy one That's not an exaggeration and um I guess Bismarky thought that Gilbert O'Sullivan was dead, so he just took his song. And Bismarcky was like, and of course they sued, and Bismarcky was just like,
2: ah, you
0: got me. Here, I brought my checkbook. What do I owe you? And the dude got mad and said, no, I want the, I want the entire album pulled off the shelves. And the, judge said so, and the judge said, so ordered. It's not like he took Gilbert O'Sullivan's album, one song, and all Biz should have been required to do was just to pay. And he did, and the the guy won the album pulled off the shelves, and they did it, which is why Biz Markey's next album was uh, titled "All Samples Cleared." That's not even me being funny; that was the name of his next album. But um, it's it's kind of crazy, you know, especially in someone as, as esteemed as Marvin Gaye, you know, with his estate, you know, bringing up a charge like that and having to go through, but. Because here's the thing, I didn't really, you know, I didn't really see a connection between those songs until somebody mentioned that, that there was that there was going to be a lawsuit. Still don't
2: see it, to be honest. Yeah. I kind of don't. I still don't hear it. I don't see it. I heard it more between the, um, who was that? That sample. It was uh, Vanilla Ice. When Vanilla Ice sample that rock group song.
0: Queen and David Bowie, uh, Under Pressure. Oh, yes,
2: yeah. Yes, I heard it more there. But oh, I yeah, oh, that was
0: a definite
2: ripoff. He didn't get it, though. Like, he didn't, David Bowie didn't get that judgment. And I remember, uh, what's his name, Vanilla Ice, talking about it on some, um, you know, one of his shows, like one of those VH1 shows. And he was like, <laughs> he was like, Mine is there's this doom 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 doom, and he was like mine is doom 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 dum doom 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 doom
1: Yeah. I
0: only sold I only stole ninety five percent of the song. It's not
2: a hundred percent.
0: Exactly.
2: I was like. Yo, get the fuck out of here. I remember that so vividly. If I find that clip, I'll, I'll definitely share it with the group. I remember him saying that. I was like, it sounds exactly alike. And, and I remember I the whole time
0: it. he had this goofy, shit-eating grin on his face. Like he knew he was wrong. But, you know, you know they couldn't do nothing about it. I, if I'm writing right, I'll, I'll have to look that up. But I think that there is a certain amount of a song you can sample that might have changed because a, a lot of sampling laws changed over the years. But yeah. there, there's a certain amount that you could sample without, uh, without having to pay for it. You know. Yeah, yeah. Now I, I'm pretty sure that that's changed over the years. Like I remember when um Farrah did uh, uh Simon Says, right. right? And that was a little bit of a different case because. They, uh, that, that whole dun, 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 you know, and then they use a sample in the beginning of some of the music, right? Mm-hmm. And, then, and then it goes into the, you know, it goes into the dun, dun dun, 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 and then that's the loop that goes out for the rest of the song. Mm-hmm. So they were trying to find who owned that song so they could clear the sample. And their legal people just could not find who owned the song. So they figured, well, it may it may just be public domain. We'll just go ahead and just do it. And after the song came out and became a hit, then then the people came out like, "Hey, that's our song!" And they're like, "Well, where were you six weeks ago? When we were trying to clear the sample, and then they end up getting sued over it." I don't remember if they won or not,
2: but um, okay. I mean, that's all I got. It was it was a pretty quiet week.
0: And I, and I will say this actually goes to a perfect segue because, you know, talking about estates, uh, this actually came out in September during the, uh, one of the award shows, I think it was. I don't know if it was the Emmys or whatever it was. But Capital One, which is the worst credit card company in the world, you know, I'm I'm always in credit card debt, you know, that's, you know, a lot of people are, millions of people are. Like, if you talk about ways to go bankrupt, number one is probably going to be medical bills. Number two is probably credit card debt, right?
2: No, school loans. Because we're,
0: we're, we're a debt-driven society. I mean –
2: School loans, school loans, like school loans, school loans, medical bills, credit card debt. Credit card debt is got to be number three.
0: I agree with you there because, I mean, I've got those two. Yeah. <laughs> I, I am just a revolving Spiral of debt But um I, I basically uh, Capital One Was like the worst credit card company ever And I had Capital One It was like 20-25 years ago And I made sure that when I started Paying off my cards that that was the first card I paid off I wanted, mm-hmm. nothing, to do, I wanted nothing to do with those people I refer. Mm-hmm. to work, I refer to work for Capital One And I'm just like man quit your job because <laughs> Capital One sucks, and Capital One, but they're but they're big, you know, they're a big company. They send me offers like at least with other credit card offers, I open up the credit cards and laugh at the APR before I throw it in the shredder. No, the only no. reason why, only reason why I will open a Capital One credit card offer is if it's too big to go into the shredder straight out, and then, and then I don't really I don't even read it. I'm like, man, fuck Capital One. But Capital One had a commercial, and in the commercial they had uh, "Let's Go Crazy" from Prince was a song in the commercial, and I was like, yeah. "What in the hell kind of horse shit is this? Who authorized this?" Because of course we all know Prince is passed on, you know. And I don't even know—I didn't even know he had any relatives, <laughs> you know. But whoever is running the estate, I'm like, how could you not? Like the first thing you—the first thing that that you know. That Prince was dead other than the announcement that Prince is dead is that all of a sudden all this his whole catalog magically appeared on Spotify Prince hated the internet he hated having his songs on the internet before he died it was almost impossible to post any of his songs or videos on the internet I don't even even get a Bevo channel before that he just he just hated the internet and now,
2: and that's what, that's what was so crazy about, like, um, when he passed, because everybody wanted to have, like, these listening parties and, like, remember him, but it was really hard to find his music if you didn't have yeah. the actual albums or you didn't have the CDs or whatever, you weren't going to listen.
0: Prince is the only person I know who was the future of music and also fought the future, which was uh, having his music put online. And, but you know what? It's his music. So he could do with it what he wants. Like, I'm not, you know, I'm not downing him for it. Because it's not like some, and, and, I, and I hate to be denigrating like that, it's not like music that he made on a Casio keyboard, you know, or with a whole bunch of Moog synthesizers. I mean, he has a band. They play instruments. They play music. One of it When he was in uh, New Power Generation, the drummer in New Power Generation was in an interview, and he said they were doing a concert and somebody played a bad note and Prince just look and, and he knew it wasn't he said it wasn't the drummer, but the drummer happened to be the closest person to him. And Prince just shot him a look as if to say, Did you hear that? <laughs> and Prince was but, you know, Prince was a funny dude. He was on um God, was it like a Breakfast Club or one of those the New York shows he called in. Yeah. And it was about I don't know if it was um they talking about Charlie Murphy. They were talking about the episode of uh Dave Chappelle with Charlie Murphy and they asked him about the whole Charlie Murphy thing and he said um, like they asked him like did you really serve pancakes? He was like, "Yeah, we really did have pancakes, but I didn't make them." <laughs> and he said it wasn't that Charlie Murphy uh it wasn't that I was that good. Is it was that, that Charlie Murphy really sucks at basketball? <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> You know enough about Prince to know, like, okay, there's no way in God's green earth that he's going to use one of his songs for a goddamn Capital One commercial. So there was a lot of... I mean, at least on the forums, you know, and stuff like that, there was a lot of backlash over that. You have artists who, uh, when their songs are misused, they will get mad. Like, I remember when Ronald Reagan was using a uh, Born in the USA from Bruce Springsteen for his campaign rallies and Bruce Springsteen was like, Please don't. Like he actually had a cease and desist against Reagan to not use Born in the USA. And here's the worst part. If Reagan Reagan never listened to the song because if he listened to the song, the song even though it was it was called Born in the USA, I wanna say it was like an anti war anthem.
1: Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. It so, was so it's not really about like patriotism and like I'm born yeah. in the USA and no, it, it was an anti-war anthem and he just didn't he just didn't really get it, you know, like heart. Um, I I had an ex-girlfriend. She, lo- I always have ex-girlfriends who have, I don't want to say weird taste in music because I mean my my CD collection. When it was me and my brother, right, when we had the the house out in Upper Marlboro out in in Maryland, we had four CD books. So we had one. It was all rap, right? And these are big CD books. One was rap. One was R&B. One was uh, compilations, soundtracks. And then the other one was that weird shit Merce listens to. So I'm not really a judge on people uh, in their music, but I, I dated a young lady years ago, back when I still lived in New York. And her favorite band was Heart. Ann Wilson and I forget her sister's name, but you know, they were big like in the 70s and 80s. I even bought her when I bought her a Walkman for a gift, and I got her a couple of uh, uh, Heart CDs. This is back when This is how long ago this was when CD Walkmans were becoming big.
1: hmm <laughs>
0: And I bought her for for a gift. I bought her a CD Walkman and a couple of Heart CDs. I mean, she had them on cassette, but now she's got them on CD. And uh, I think that they had a cease and desist against Sarah Palin Because Sarah Palin was using their song uh, Barracuda mm-hmm. For her rap mm-hmm. And they were just like, no, I'm not having it People, you, I mean, if you wrote the song, you did the song You have the right to uh, protect your music Or have it be used in the way that you intended But when you're dead, you don't have There's nothing you can do Because you're dead so there were a lot of jokes you know, in those about Prince coming back from the dead and, you know, killing his family or whoever has control over his estate for allowing his music to be used in that way. Prince was not a yeah. shield.:
2: But that's the crazy part. Like, everybody knew that. Like So that's why I don't understand how they could sell out so quickly. Like, the man just died last year. It's
0: not like they need the money. I, I, didn't, I didn't Google Prince's net worth when he died. But it wasn't like he wasn't like Nat King Cole or Sammy Davis Junior where the where they spent every dime and now he's in debt, you know.
2: Yeah, With he the, had uh he had Paisley Park, I'm sure Paisley Park was paid for. Yeah. It's not like, you know, he had one house that he lived in and that was it.
0: Yeah. If Prince
2: ever overspent on
0: anything, it's probably recording equipment. That's probably about it. You know, his beef at Warner Brothers Was not about money Because they gave him a disgusting amount of money So it wasn't about money It was about ownership of his music A lot of people didn't really get that You know It, it had nothing to do with money Because they gave him an ungodly amount of money It was about ownership of his music He held his music above all else So I'm pretty sure That, you know, like you said Like how, like how could they sell out so quickly Like all of a sudden it's like, oh Capital One wants to use this song. We'll just do that. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you something. Before I move on, I'll tell you something really funny that goes along those lines. We When we see movies like, like the old 1950s, like Gamera and Godzilla and Rodan, you know, we think of them as just silly movies. You know it's a big guy. You know it's a guy in a rubber suit, and he's knocking over toy trains and plastic buildings. You know what I mean? Like, we know. you know, mm-hmm. but, it, but it's still entertaining to us. In Japan, that's like gospel. This, to them, Godzilla and Rodin and all this, they're, they're like big, it's like a big rubbery Jesus to them. And Mystery Science Theater 3000, you could pretty much get just about all of their videos on YouTube, right? Like, you could just pull up Mystery Science Theater 3000 season one, and then they'll all show up in order. Like, they don't really care like that, right? But the only ones you can't get are the ones with Godzilla. Because anything where they do Godzilla movies or Gamera movies, um, Toho Studios has them pulled down. So they'll file a complaint with YouTube and have those particular episodes pulled down. Because they, they hate the idea of Gamera and Godzilla being made fun of. The only reason why... They made, you know, sometimes they make like, video box sets with some of the movies. And the only reason why some of them have Gamera in it is because they had sold the rights to a distributor who didn't really, who wasn't really, who didn't really care like that. So he was like, oh, you want to do it? Go ahead and do it. You know? Put it like this. We're going back to Prince. Um... Basically, like somebody like Al Yankovic, right, who's one of my I've seen him in a concert like a few times over the past few years. He puts on a great show, by the way, And um, if you're into that sort of thing. And um, he can basically make a parody of any song he wants to because it's parody. Parodies are protected by law. So he can't just remake your song. But if he makes a parody of your song, he's legally allowed to do it, but he wants to stay on the good side of the music industry. So he will ask artists straight up, "Can I use your music?" And you know, if they say yes, he'll do it. If they if they say no, then he won't do it. Like with Eminem, they, he kind of had a split because uh, they he allowed Weird Al to do a, a parody of uh, Lose Yourself, but he wouldn't allow him to make a video. You know, uh, mm-hmm. Michael Jackson allowed him twice to use uh, Beat It and uh, and Bad, but not Black or White. Because he asked if where would all not do one of black and white because he felt that there was a serious message in that
2: song. Right.
0: right, Yeah, but he also asked. Um, he tried to get uh Prince to because uh, he wanted to do a song. He wanted to do a parody of Let's Go Crazy, and Prince said no. You know, Prince just flat out denied him. You know. So the the fact that they would use his music in the Capital One video is, is preposterous. And um, I know they got a lot of. I mean, like I said, that happened back in September, but I just saw that on my feed uh, a couple days ago. So, and I mean, it's not like they need the money. Come on. So, but um, speaking of needing money, sloppy segue here. Uh, <laughs> Sesame Street. They don't need money. They're fine. <laughs> I think they're on HBO now, aren't they? Because I know they were on PBS for decades, and I think they went to HBO. And I, I, I want to say – I didn't get a chance to look that part of it up. I want to say that I think PBS is still running the uh, – I don't know if they're running their reruns or I don't know how that works. But they're on HBO now, which is crazy because I think they, they need to stay on PBS. But uh, Sesame Street has always kind of been groundbreaking with their inclusiveness, you know, now that Mr. Rogers is gone. Like, Mr. Rogers was, like, the king of inclusiveness, you know? Yeah, yeah. And um, Sesame Street was always kind of up there with that.
2: Yeah, and, they had, uh, um, the, I remember the autism. Yeah. Muppet. They had the, the the autism Muppet and, uh, <laughs> arguably, Bert and Ernie. <laughs> Which one? Bert and Ernie. <laughs>
0: you know... I, 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 I always wanted to say and I couldn't find any clips of it, but I always wanted to say that they I always thought that they slept in the same bed, and that was no. a, and, and i and I think I kind of remember at one point they I thought they had a big bed, and like Ernie had an e on his side, and Bert had a B on his side side so 'cause I remember no, no
2: no it was definitely two twin beds, but they slept in the same bedroom, they slept in the same bed like. If they were roommates, then why would they have to, you know what I'm saying, like sleep in the right. same room? Right. And, 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 and I remember like a two-bedroom apartment, like get out of here. It's a make-believe show. Of course you can afford a two-bedroom apartment. If they're true roommates, they would have separate bedrooms. But
0: if the assessment Street was in New York, then they probably wouldn't.
2: <laughs> but it's definitely <laughs> It's fictional. Like they, they should be uh, able to live in a beach if they want to. Like it's fake. Yeah,
0: but, and I guess they thought nothing of it at the time, but, because I, I remember like, because I was like, well, why was, why would Bert always get so mad that Ernie was eating cookies in bed, if it, if it was, if it was, if it, if it was his bed, you know, like on his side, so, I don't know if this was in the South African version of Sesame Street, or if, if it made it to the American version, but they also had a character who had uh, HIV, because in Africa, you know HIV was a huge, huge issue mm, no, and, um, and they had a character, and I know it was in the South African version, I don't know if it ever made it to the American version of Sesame Street, but they actually had a character that had HIV, which I thought was which I thought was very powerful, and it goes to show like when there's something that affects a lot of people, you know Sesame Street will try to get you know get very inclusive with it i always, I always applaud them for that. And um now they have a character who is uh homeless. So they're they're introducing a uh, a homeless character into Sesame Street. I think her name is uh is Julia and uh she is homeless. And I'm just like, Wow, that is profound because it just show it just goes to show you how deep the homeless problem is in uh In America with kids Because you figure right now There are uh, Two and a half million uh, Yeah Two and a half million homeless children in America Two and a half million Okay So Not just homeless people That's just the children You know I, I always hear all this gobbling book about America being the greatest country in the world. We're not. We lead in things that other countries don't lead in, like child homelessness. You know, That's what we lead in. You know what we lead in? Child homelessness and millionaires. That's what we lead in. You know you know what that's called? That's called income inequality. Because <laughs> we have a shit ton of millionaires and we also have a shit ton of homeless children to the point where it has to be addressed by Sesame Street
1: because they
0: don't, they don't want these kids to be seen as less than human because they don't have a place to live, you know, which is why they made, you know, because autism is becoming a bigger, bigger uh, problem in America. You know, there's a lot of kids who are being born uh, autistic, and, you know, they – wanted to let people know, like, hey, you know, they may be a little bit different, but they're no less viable than anyone mm-hmm.
2: else. Mm-hmm. Able.
0: Yeah. You yeah. know, they just they just run on a different wavelength. So, it, it's just, I know don't, I don't, me saying that is not really a sensitive thing to say, like, you know, running on a different wavelength, but, you know, I don't, but admittedly, I don't know much about autism. And I think it's, it's great that Sesame Street addresses that, that people really just don't know a lot about it. So they're trying to do their best to teach it, and then same with the homeless problem,
2: you know? Yeah, from so the homeless thing, I was looking at the comments, and I saw that come across my feed earlier. They were talking about um, people in the comments were like, well, what about Oscar? Like, <laughs> I thought he was homeless the whole time, but I thought about it. That was, like, my initial reaction, too. But then I thought about it more, and I was like, well, maybe – Maybe what they mean is, like, the trash can is technically his home, like his domain, and that's what he has to keep him safe. Those are his four walls. But then um I saw actually by continuing to read the comments, which is probably why that's one of my favorite pastimes, by continuing to read the comments, people were like, no, there was, like, a whole movie made about Oscar's trash can. It's actually a portal to, like, a world with other grouches like him. Um but it's not he like he comes out to Sesame Street through the trash can, but if you go down the chute, it's like a shoot to his portal or his world where other grouches live.
0: And hey, you know what? I, I never knew that.:
2: yeah, Ill the clip, like the movie. I think it's like Elmo goes to Grouchland or something like that, and it's like a whole act movie. Yeah, The Adventures of Elmo in Grouchland came out in '99.
0: Yeah, in all the years I've watched Sesame Street as a kid, I never knew that. I, I, I just thought he lived in the trash can.
2: Well, that's because, you know, like, that's because it came out in 99, so we were grown as fuck. <laughs> right. You know, was, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But. It was actually yeah. Elmo's first movie. Interesting. Yeah.
0: Elmo was just, I never had an issue with Elmo as a character until... I worked at a, I, I, I used to manage a record store, and of all the people, uh, Rosie O'Donnell had a uh, Christmas album, and it was just it was just such an annoying Christmas album because Rosie O'Donnell can't sing, and they were just like, you know, what it reminded me of it reminded me of Eddie Murphy when he was talking about Elvis. And he was like, they let Elvis do movies he couldn't act, and they were just like, fuck it, let him sing all this dialogue except that Rosie O'Donnell can't sing. She's not really a singer. So working in a record store during Christmas, we had to play nothing but Christmas music. So they had the Rosie O'Donnell Christmas album on repeat. And she does a song with, she does Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas with Elmo. And, you know, the only thing worse than hearing Elmo's voice is hearing Elmo's voice trying to sing. And then you got Rosie O'Donnell's, you know, Caterwauling, And then In the break between every You say, I love you Rosie I love you too Elmo And I'm just like Oh Are these beams Sturdy enough If I try to hang myself Will it support my weight Like I can't listen To this horse shit anymore You know
1: mm-hmm.
0: But I don't know But it, it, You know Before I move on I'm just glad that I'm just glad that somebody's addressing the homeless kid issue, other than Bernie Sanders, because no one else. I mean, in the defense of our politicians, there's a lot of shit going on. You know, it's hard to stay on one subject for too long because you stay on that one subject, and ten seconds later, something else happens. You know? hmm So I'll, I'll I'll give them that because then you know because everybody's always like, well, what about this? What about that? Well, yeah, I'm 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 concentrating on this. Now you talk about that. You know a lot goes on in this country, you know mm-hmm. and and a lot of it is bad so but uh i I will say one thing about our politicians but in the, in the few minutes we have left, they're morons, you know you have some people who are sharp and they do their homework, right mhm. You know, who, who who don't come in and, you know, they're talking about Kamala Harris, right? Uh, they're really pushing her to be the, the nominee for the, for the Democrats. I don't like Kamala Harris like that, you know. It, it's funny when you have black politicians, you know, because if I express the fact that I think that Obama is the best president of my lifetime, you get people who say – Talking about, I'm, just talking, I'm talking about the trolls. I'm not talking about normal, normal everyday folks. Talk about the trolls. The first thing they'll say is, oh, you know, Obama sucks. And the only reason why you like Obama is because he's black. Okay? And then, no, you know. he's
2: a nice ass person and he's compassionate and he loves his life. Right. It's <laughs> just like, what the fuck, like, I like him for very human reasons. And I I feel that it's very um, easy to translate good character qualities to being a president. Like, I don't – it's very hard for him to all of a sudden be good and excel in all of those areas, and then all of a sudden, like, be an asshole when it comes to everything else.
1: Yeah.
2: I so, mean, you figure no, – That's why. Yeah, you figure there was a a thing with
0: Obama. In in Trump's first year in office, he, he – Authorized a disastrous raid That happened in, I don't know if it happened in Yemen Or wherever it was yeah. but, a, but a disastrous raid And you know, they, soldiers died Civilians died, it was terrible uh, They had put that same raid On Obama's desk and Obama was like No, because we don't have The intel to support going in for this We don't even know if the information we're going for Is going to be valid So I'm not going to waste lives on horse shit So I'm not going to sign off on this Right? Donald Trump, who knows nothing about war and the military, you know why? You know why he signed off on it? Because they told him that. they told him Obama wouldn't do it, so he wanted to one up Obama. You know, that's not a good trait in a person. You know, it's really not. But if I say I like Obama, people will say, "Well, you just like him because he's black." And then Herman Cain runs for president. And then I'm just like, well, I don't like Herman Cain. Herman Cain sucks. Well, come on, man. How come every time a black man tries to get ahead, rest of y'all black people try to hold him down? nothing number crabs in the barrel. I'm like, the only reason why you like Herman Cain is because he's Republican. Because I'm pretty sure if Herman Cain was a Democrat, you would hate him twice as much as I do. You know? So it, it's it's hard. You know? But being a politician is easy because you don't really have to. Have a degree in anything All you gotta do is just get people to vote for you You don't need a degree to be a politician Anybody can be a politician Jimmy Carter was a goddamn peanut farmer For Christ's sakes You know Um, You don't have to be anything All you need to do is be an American citizen Be of a certain age And you can run for president Or you can run for Congress Or, Or be a senator You know but it's always embarrassing when these people get up and who, who are representing us as a country, not just your area but the country, and they get up on national television and embarrass themselves and, or have hearings that just don't make any goddamn sense. So you had, uh, I had a hearing a couple days ago where they want to know why all this negative stuff is being said about Republicans on the Internet. And I, I want to say it was Ted Lou from Hawaii. Don't quote me on this. His bait, I mean, when he spoke in the hearing, he was like, basically, if you don't want negative things said about you on the Internet, stop doing negative things. It's really just that easy. You think that they, and Steve King was one of the people who was mad because he said that his granddaughter was playing a game on her phone. Here's the part that was embarrassing. The guy who they had up there, and hold on, let me get my, uh, he's the CEO of Google, right? And uh his name is I wish I could just uh underline these things on the article. I forgot to I forgot to copy and paste it on onto my OneNote. But he's a CEO of Google, right? So Steve King was asking this guy why his daughter was getting all these messages about him being a racist on her iPhone, his you know, seven year old granddaughter, and the guy had to explain, um, that's that's iPhone, that's Apple. We don't work with Apple. We're Google. <laughs> So uh, so I don't know why her iPhone is doing that, because we don't work with iPhone, you know. But one one of them brought up uh, uh, about why if you look up, and I'm going to Google this right now while we're talking, right? If I go to Google Images, right, and I look up the word idiot on Google Images, the first three or four rows of pictures that I have when you look up idiot are of Donald Trump, right? And then there's one here with Eric and, and Don Jr. And, but, you know, idiot shows up. I mean, Donald Trump shows up a lot. Oh, there's one here of Kanye West. We'll talk about that later. Um, but when you look up idiot, Donald Trump shows up a lot, so people won't know, they were getting mad at Google, like, mm-hmm. like, like why does, why is that happening? And the that'll, Google that'll CEO,
1: that'll...
0: yeah, he had to explain to them, like, there is no person at Google who says, who associates words with pictures. This is just done by the users, okay? It's, it's because users are associating Donald Trump with being an idiot. It's a search engine. It runs on an algorithm And the algorithm is uh, Affected by the data that's put Inside of it So if, you're, if they're associating these things together When I Like alright I'll, I'll put it like this I'm going to do something way in the dark Right I'm just going to type in sexy Right I'm Under gonna
2: Definitely, It's going to be white people
0: Yeah it's almost all white people <laughs> Pretty much <laughs>
2: You know,
0: hey, let me see. How far do I have to scroll down to find somebody black in here? Mm-hmm. You know what? I'm not going mm-hmm. to scroll anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But when you, uh,
2: you know. <laughs> I'm not obsessed. There's like a, a Pinterest or a WikiHow article that says how to be a sexy teenage. I don't know what the rest says, but it doesn't matter because in the illustration, it has a white guy holding out a chair and putting the chair out for a black girl. She's sitting down. She looks like she's trying to toot her booty up. I just think it's like a a weird illustration to use. I don't know what the hell the article is about, but it really doesn't matter. (laughs) At that point, it's just like, whatever. (laughs) That was the first black person I saw. And then if I scroll way, way down, I see a I think she's black. She's like a light suit black woman modeling uh, lingerie. But it's, even not, it's not like a sexy picture. She just, it looks like it came out of the catalog. Like,
0: now, I will like, say, I do see Rihanna down here a, a, a bunch of rows down. Now, I will say this, though. The first, when I looked, I, like I said, I just did sexy, nothing else. The first, what was it, one, two, at least for me. Oh, I do see it here, How to Be a Sexy Teenage Guy. I do see that picture here. Um, it's almost all women in these pictures, you know. Oh, God, I got Miley Cyrus on here. She looks like an eight-year-old boy. Ugh. Let's skip past Miley. Um, uh, yeah, it's almost all white women on here. But but the thing is, almost all women, you know. Yeah. Which is Which is kind of, you know... But here's the thing. It's basically just what one, when, you know, it's associated with what people search for. And I know I'm not saying it all super scientific, but I, the main thing is there is not a guy at Google who is doing this. This is the users who are doing this, not Google itself. Google is an algorithm. It's a search engine. Right, it's only putting out what people are putting into it, and that's the thing that Republicans don't realize. I remember last week I spoke about Megan well Megan McCain, right, and about her lies about healthcare, and actually, uh, I think it was Mercedes posted uh, an article about uh, a judge striking down Obamacare. We'll talk about that on Monday, because there's a there's a lot of, there's a lot more I need to say about that, but um. It's basically, uh, these Republicans don't realize that you reap what you sow. If you put out a lot of negativity, that negativity is going to come back to you. So Steve King was upset that his 7 year old granddaughter is seeing alerts about her, about her granddad calling him a racist and a white supremacist. Steve King is a racist and a white supremacist Hey, don't take my word for it Pull up some Steve King videos And listen to what he has to say Don't believe me Believe Steve King mm-hmm. Because he's out, there, he's out there Saying this dumb shit It's not like he's saying I think everybody should, you know, should get along And we're like, oh you racist No, listen to what he's saying out there And then, and then get back at me And tell me He's not a white supremacist and a racist. So I'm sorry that your granddaughter has to find out the truth this way, Steve, but you're a racist and a white supremacist.
2: You know what's funny? Uh, One of my sorority sisters posted – hold on, let me try to find it. But basically she – oh, okay. Uh, She was like, so government shut down for a wall. Logic for this, question mark. I'm lost. Right, so she posted this um, a few days ago because y'all president was threatening to shut down the government if his wall didn't get built. Mm-hmm. Um, and this affects her because she's a contractor who works on Fort Bragg. So that's, like, the last thing she needs. Um, and sure enough, there was one person in the comments who tried to defend this bullshit, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> She said they have to agree on the budget, but the Democrats are willing to give $150, 150 billion to Iran, but not five to help with border security. So he will hold out to make a deal where only essential employees will get paid on the cutoff date. My response was, I thought Mexico was going to pay for it, though. She never addressed. It. She never. <laughs> You know,
0: I'm going to come out and say That that is possibly The dumbest thing I've ever heard Any politician say We're going to build a wall Across over 2,000 miles No, it's not 2,000 miles But it's pretty long You know, Almost the southern border of the United States And we're going to get another country to pay for it You know I was watching a documentary About horror movies And they had Alfred Hitchcock right? And this is pertaining to the meeting that Uh, Donald Trump had with Nancy Pelosi And Chuck Schumer And he said uh, If you have a scene Where he's talking about Building suspense right? You could have two people sitting at a table Talking about baseball in a restaurant Right And they're just talking about baseball for like three or four minutes And all of a sudden boom bomb goes off Right And the audience gets about 10-12 minutes of, Of shock Out of it Right The Mm -hmm. Alfred Alfred Hitchcock method is Have the two people talking about baseball Right And then you pan out And then you show the bomb under the table Gotcha Yeah. yeah. And, And so now people are like The hell are you doing What are you talking about baseball for There's a bomb Get rid of it But you can't exactly jump into the screen And get rid of it for them You have to hope that the people on the screen Are smart enough to handle their business you know? yeah. One of the things that, uh, that Alfred Hitchcock made uh, famous, it, it's always been around in movies, but he actually gave it a name that, that caught on called the MacGuffin. The MacGuffin is basically an object that is uh, the focal point of a movie. So the Maltese Falcon, that statue was the focus of the movie. It's the one thing that everybody desired. In Excalibur, it's the Holy Grail, the one thing that everybody desired. Right, the, the wall is Trump's MacGuffin. Okay, the wall is the one thing that he could put up that people can see that shows that he actually did something. Okay, because in two years he hasn't, he hasn't he hasn't done shit in two years. All he's done in two years is shit on Obama's legacy, you know. And now he's trying to. Now he has his judges trying to undo uh, Obamacare. You know, here, here's the thing about Obamacare before I know, I know a few places at once. If you, let's just say, oh, you and I are uh, rivals at a software company, right? And you made a great program that helps people with their filing. Like they put in their I'm just making up stuff at the top of my head. They they're able to enter their files in and able to find them, you know, easily. It's a great program, right? But it's not the best because of the sheer volume of that they have to put in. So, so there are some kinks to work out, but they could be worked out. It could be better. It has that potential to be better. So overall, it's still a great program, right? So mm-hmm. I, could do, I could do one of two things, right? And this is assuming that our boss is a competent person. I can make a better program. And present it to my boss and say, "Hey, listen, Odie's program is good, but I have a program that I think is better. Let me show it to you. Let me model it for you. Let me, uh, you know, do this." And he may say, "Well, your program is good, but we'll stick with Odie's. I don't think that I don't. I don't think your program is much better than hers. So let's just leave, let's just leave it in there." Or they could say, "Oh, I think your program is better than Odie's." So. We'll, uh, we'll phase out OD's and, and do yours. But the, but the fact of the matter is, I have something to show, right? Mm-hmm. Or I could do option B to just sabotage your program, make it not work right, and then just tell the boss, you know what, it, this, this program isn't working right. We should just get rid of it. But here's the thing. There's nothing to replace it with. So if we take away your program, what are we going to do, do with all our files? How are we going to get them in order? How are we going to get them so that if you need something, you just pull it? Right? That's what Trump and his cronies are doing now. They just want to get rid of Obamacare. They don't have anything to replace it with because replacing it is not the plan. The plan is to get rid of it so it can go back to the way it was. And the way it was is uh, insurance companies being able to reject people for the littlest things and just make all the profits that they want to. One of the things was the 80/20 rule. I know we've spoken about this before. Basically, it means that insurance companies are not allowed to spend more than 80%. I, well, let me let me back up. They're not allowed to spend more than 20% of their uh, of what they get in premiums on overhead. They have to spend 80% of what they make in premiums paying out claims. So if they do when they get audited and if they find out That they are paying more They have to reimburse people that money So in the first year of Obamacare There were people who were getting back checks As large as like $1,500 $2,000 Because they were being overcharged by their insurance companies Because they were breaking the 80-20 rule You don't get that with mm-hmm. Medicare Because Medicare um, they had Remember this They had to put in a rule To cap them at 20% uh, Medicare is basically uh, 5% so basically every dollar of every one of your tax dollars that you spend on Medicare ninety-five cents of that dollar is going to uh, 95 cents is going to paying premiums five cents is going to overhead out of every tax dollar you spend so Medicare is ridiculously uh, efficient and it's not like they don't pay people it's not like they don't advertise. They're just they just don't pay a shit ton of greedy ass CEOs bloated amounts of money. Mm-hmm. To go back to to go back to your to the person's point about Iran and that money, the 150 million 150 billion that wasn't our money that we paid to Iran. I, I get sick and tired it's of exactly
2: telling people that's, the, the
0: that's same exactly dumb shit said. over and over.
2: That's exactly what someone else. Um, Bothered to do, he actually went in and posted the, like a Snopes article and explained, like, yeah, that 150 billion dollars, that wasn't our money. Like, that's not how that works. And then, um, and then her response was, that was a deal, and they know it. And so he was like, so what about facts, though? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's, exactly. that's she not like, our money. For those she just who the- that. She just ignored – like, she ignored it just like when I asked about them, them paying for the law. And, again, like, if y'all are still – because technically, Republicans are the majority party until January 1st, right? So – Now, the,
0: now in, yes, in the uh, – there'll still be the majority party in the Senate. They just will not be in the House.
2: Mm, exactly. But now they're running shit, um, the Senate and the House, Right. So, and that's still technically through January 1st. So how the fuck are y'all blaming this on us when you have power? <laughs> like, what the fuck? Well, You've had power for at least the past two years to get this done. Right. So you can't blame it on Democrats for not giving you the money that you said you were going to get the other country to pay for. What's now, the entire like, This is all the way wrong. I,
0: I will say one thing, and I don't know if budgets fall under this, but it's, mm. it's, something, it's something that the Republicans did that's coming back to haunt them now. Okay? And it's the fact that uh, The only way to beat out A uh, A filibuster is you need 60 votes So you basically uh, You know It's the one thing that I, that I Hated about uh, The ACA not coming in with the um, The public option Because at that point We had a supermajority. 'Cause if you remember when ACA passed, no Republican voted on it. So we weren't fighting against Republicans because we don't, we at that point we didn't need Republicans. Mm-hmm. Fuck your opinions. We don't need your votes. But we had to fight against other Democrats. The blue dogs who all our we uh,
2: had to fight.
0: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. They had to fight against the blue dogs in okay, order to and the only reason, and the only way that they can get it past the Blue Dogs was they had to drop the public option. Dropping Obamacare is basically all about uh, going back to the way things were, where nobody could afford insurance. There's already millions of people who who signed up for Obamacare under the exchanges, who who uh, a lot of them couldn't afford insurance otherwise. You know, and then talking, and then going back to the wall. Uh, the wall is just an empty MacGuffin Because the wall doesn't stop people There was a comedian on, uh, on a late show uh, From China He was like, yeah, China, we know all about walls and you know what? It doesn't help You know what the walls are going to be in 20 years It's going to be a tourist attraction Just like the Great Wall of China is now <laughs> You know? Put it like this You want to talk about going across 1500 miles, right? Because a lot of people think that The border... Between the U.S. and Mexico, it's just, flat, it's just flat unowned land, okay? First of all, a lot of people own land on both sides, right? On Mexico, I mean, there are Mexicans and U.S. citizens who own land where that wall would go. There are also rivers and valleys and, uh, and some mountains out there that run through that land. So you can't just build a wall, a straight wall, because you know who else tried it? George Bush, how'd that work out for him? It didn't. It gave up on it. Because it's, it was a stupid idea. So Donald Trump thinks that invading Iraq was a dumb idea. It was a dumb idea. But he, but he thought that finishing Bush's work on the wall was a good idea. You know. But, you know, our, our politicians aren't always bright, you know, but before I before I let it go, I, before I let it go, I, I sound like, like like we're talking about a grudge here. Before we uh, before we sign off, there was something that I thought was very interesting. Speaking of politicians who don't, well, not in this case, it's more like pundits who don't have intelligence. A lot of people rag on Alexandra Ocasio Cortez because they feel like she is, uh, that she doesn't know anything because she's only 29, right? And before she became a politician, she was a uh, she was a waitress before she became a politician, you know. Now, when I talk about not having a degree or not have – or, you know, I don't say it to denigrate. I just say it that anybody can be a politician, but sometimes that can work against you when you have to when, – when you're so dumb you don't realize that Google doesn't do iPhones because that's the part where your people should have told you, hey uh, – I know your daughter. I know your granddaughter has an iPhone, but this guy runs Google. They do Android. Please don't bring up your daughter's iPhone. You know what? about having the right people around you. But there was a. I don't know if you watched MTV back in the days, so but there was a VJ named Kennedy. You know.
2: Mm-hmm. Kennedy. Kennedy.
0: Uh, she looks like she was standing on the corner with a bag of
2: kale. Yeah,
0: yeah. glasses. Mm-hmm.
2: mm-hmm. Yeah, like, bangling.
0: Like if you saw one standing on the corner eating a bag of kale, you'd be like, Yeah, that that looks about right. She was she was one of the first uh VJs on there. And she was actually on uh on Sway's show, right? And uh they they played a clip of her this this from years ago. Because now she's like this mean libertarian girl, you know, and now, and you know, she's and she's saying that um You know, she was saying, Alexandria Ocasio, her head is as empty as socialism and stuff like that. She's like the libertarian girl. But she explained why she is that way, and it's because they did a poll of MTV VJs, and they found out that she was the least popular VJ. No one liked her. Mm. So she was basically, so now she was literally, and she said this on on Sway's show, saying, well, now everybody can just eat a bag of dicks now. Because now she's going to be mean because, you know, she tried to... Because here's the thing. She wanted so bad to be liked. She's like, please like me. Please. And then they found out they didn't like her. Now she's like, well, well you know what? Screw y'all. You could eat a bag of dicks. You know who did that? The Rock did that. But here's the, but here's the difference with The Rock. In wrestling, when, when Rock first came out, he was... Uh, Rocky Maivia, right? So he would come out and he was like, you know, like interact with the crowd and stuff like that. And he had his colorful tights on and you know, then he actually became in the Intercontinental Champion. People hated him; they couldn't stand him. So he literally did, a, you know, like he talked to the crowd, and he was literally just—I mean, he didn't curse, but he was literally like, "Oh, y'all don't like me. I'm out here doing my best, and y'all don't like me. Well, fuck y'all." And then he just came up with the persona of The Rock, of the arrogant. You know, mean to everybody, not giving a fuck, you know, telling people, hey, what's your name? It doesn't matter what your name is. But the difference is, people loved it. Right. They, right. they right. loved it. You know, Kennedy figured, no one likes me, so I'm just going to be mean just because no one likes me. Gotcha. You know, and that's why she was a on on Alexandra casier Cortez. So at least when. I don't know how old Kennedy is. I didn't look it up, but yeah, I would she's just. She got
2: 40s now. like she's yeah. in her mid 40s. But you figure.
0: Yeah, but you figure when she was, uh, AOC's age, AOC is now a she's she's a, a a congresswoman now. At her age, Kennedy was a failed VJ. Okay, so. I would say that uh, like I said, while there is no intelligence test to get ahead, when you look at the stuff I mean, does AOC flub sometimes? Yes. Does she does she misspeak sometimes and make mistakes? Yes. You know. But for the most part what she says makes sense and has merit. You know, Kennedy is just some angry, bitter libertarian cunt who's on TV being mad at people who are I'm just going to come out and say it to people who are above her. I'm just going to come right out and say it. But Yeah. yeah.
2: Odie, what, what
0: what are your final thoughts?
2: Final thoughts. Don't be a Scrooge this holiday season. Um, be kind to people. I don't know what's wrong with people, but it it seems like people, I don't know, they're not filled with the holiday spirit this year. But I just say relax, relate, release. Like calm your ass down. It's not that deep. Just be kind to people, cause it literally costs nothing to be kind.
1: Oh,
0: exactly. You know, I, I got my first Christmas card of the season it was from my niece, and oh. uh, it was of, of my uh, and, and 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 I like these. They it's like the cardboard, the long letter sized cardboard thing, and it has like pictures of the family on it. I keep those. I don't throw those out. Like after a while, mm-hmm. like Christmas cards will will eventually get thrown out. But,
2: yeah. when I,
0: but when I get cards like that, I keep them. You know, I'm, I'm sentimental mm-hmm. that way. But I got one of my... And, and my niece has a water thing going on because my nephew's name is River and my niece's name is Rain, R-A-I-N-E. And I'm like,
1: definitely gotcha. there's,
0: there's <laughs> a water theme going on.
1: And, and, River,
0: and, and River is the smilingest baby I've ever seen except for the one time I seen him in the picture where he wasn't smiling, where he got his, he got his booster shots. And they gave him one like in one in each limb, and he's standing there in, in his crying, and you know he has his, 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 his pants off because he has the band-Aids on his leg. from when they gave him the booster shots. I'm like, this killer like he he's about to run away. But you know, I like if you came to my apartment right now, you would think, I was a screw because I don't decorate my apartment. I get that from my dad. I don't, I'm not really big into Christmas for me, but I like it for other people. I love to see people enjoying Christmas. I love to see children, especially children, enjoying Christmas, you know. It's a time where a lot of families, some families only see each other during Christmas or during the holidays, you know. So I, I think that's the thing that should really be pushed, not the commercialism part of it, but the family part of it.
2: Yeah, yeah. absolutely. That's, that's I'll be in uh, Maryland with my brother this year. Yeah. So.
0: Why not? Exactly. All right, so um, that's another episode of uh, 360 Degrees. I know Blue does this a lot better than me, but um, you can catch us on pretty much anywhere where you can get podcasts except for iHeartRadio, who I'm surprised is not out of business yet. You know, one day I'm going I'm to get a letter from these guys, like a cease and desist letter saying stop talking about us like that. You don't even know us, man. And I'm like, I don't know you because I've never been on iHeartRadio in my life. All right, um, <laughs> you all right.
2: enjoy the rest of your weekend. All right, bye. This is the Legion.